We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to another episode of Talking Halos. I'm your host today, Jared Timms, and I'm joined alongside my co-hosts, my partners in crime, Derek Ciapala and Nate Green. Fellas, happy trade deadline has gone and passed. How's it going? We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. all right all right all right i think that's even more enthusiastic than i could be that's <laughs> that's not good um it, it was a bad day it was a bad day so let, let's just move on before jared tries to tell you guys i'm excited and, and makes it okay but it, it was a terrible day they did i get job. i get more guys to cover in the minors well davidson's already going to be out there already reported that which i'm excited i'm excited about davidson i'm excited yeah, sure that, sure be, be excited about Logan Ohapi, by the way, for those of you looking to, for a pronunciation, it's Ohapi, um, native of the Ireland tribe. I don't know. Um, but yeah, you know, it's uh, interesting. Very cool. interesting. Pause, 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 pause. Did you just say a native to the Ireland tribe? 
Yeah, is that where you went there. with this? You can't have that on there. Yeah, oh. and I apologize. Yeah, I'm, edit, Irish. I'm Irish edit, too, so edit that out. I'm Irish. I'm no, not, I'm not no, leave it. Leave it. I'm people, not editing people could, it. Out. People need to chill out. It's a joke. <laughs> I love it. I love it. It's I a joke. It. If they have a problem with it, go on their podcast. Derek, we're already racist for saying the Angel should trade Otani. It can't get any worse than that. All right, all of Japan already hates us. Okay, <laughs> just letting you know. Welcome back. But they didn't trade them. So. They didn't. They didn't. And I don't know. Not really surprising. I love. I really like what the Nationals did. I know it's a lot to take in there. Probably the biggest trade of all time, which we won't even speak about. Uh, we want to talk Angels baseball. Yeah, we want to talk about losing baseball, not winning baseball. I mean, I mean, sorry, wrong, wrong team. All right, all right. First, guys, before we get going, just want to say thank you for listening to the show here at Talking Halos, again, making us the best podcast out there. If you could subscribe wherever you are listening or watching, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, you can follow us there as well. We're doing some fantastic stuff there. Two, you can follow myself on Twitter at Jared underscore Tims, Derek at DC Apollo. Is there a three, four at that? No, DC Apollo. And Nate at Nate Green 34. I got that one right. So guys, as always, thank you so much for listening and give us a minute to pay the bills, please. All right. All right, guys. Let's talk about it. Trade deadline is coming past. I feel like I have two very unhappy co-hosts here. Host, Derek, GM owner of Talking Halos. Derek, I'll start with you. I want gut reactions. I can already feel it. I feel the energy. It's coming back mm-hmm. to me. We're getting a lot of good vibes here on this trade because Jared gets to cover a lot more of the minor leagues now and talk minor league baseball. Uh, Derek, how are you feeling? I'm surprised. What are you surprised? surprised? What are you surprised at? Um, I'm surprised they gave up a Brandon Marsh so quickly. I wouldn't look at it as giving up. I look at it as selling as high as possible because for me, and I know that I'm going to get shamed for this one. For me, Brandon Marsh is a very good fourth outfielder and the angels have a lot of that stuff. That is that fourth, fifth, sixth starter type of guys. Those are Luis Renifos, those David Fletcher's Brandon Marsh. Um, what makes Brandon Marsh valuable is that you have him for a long time and he's very cheap. For me, you went and got a need in Logan O'Hoppy behind the plate, which the Angels haven't addressed since Jeff Mathis, Mike Napoli, Benjamin Molina, Chris Iannetta, I'll say that. I love Chris Iannetta. Near and dear to my heart, Martin Maldonado. Um, the Angels haven't had a good catcher in a long time. Max Stassi's great, but this is somebody that you can put there, possibly starting next season, um, for at least 100 games and let Stassi rest the hips and become as good as Stassi can possibly be for those 62 games. Um, oh, and he's going to have a fantastic mentor in Max Stassi, by the way, as well. Did I sell you? Well, I mean, you didn't let me finish what I was saying. Right? <laughs> so um, I'm not that <laughs> far off from you. Um, when I saw they went and got O'Hop or O'Hoppy, Hop. What? Okay. Logan. Oh, All right. Like that <laughs> Irish guy. Okay. Um I, I got it. I knew. I mean, our farm system has been bereft of catchers since the Stone Age. It's been a long time, and they haven't really addressed it. So by doing this, they addressed it. I got it. I, you know, the Syndergaard trade part of it, I got it. You know, he, for it's a one-year deal to get anything back from it. I mean, I, I would have thought 
as viable as it'll probably be for somebody a little more than a guy who's been hitting 129 in majors over the course of the last couple of years and an outfield prospect because I have the top and the Phillies top 30. You know, that's kind of where my disappointment is with the deal. And then I go to, to Rysel Iglesias and I'm not mad. I'm not mad. They should never get him that contract to begin with. I'm going to be unpopular with that because if you've seen his stuff this year, it's been good, but it's not what it was last year. And I think the Angels realized that he's not going to be the guy you want four years from now. He's not going to be the guy you want next year. I think they saw his stuff take, take a step back and realize, oh, crap, we paid way too much for this guy. So if someone wants him, we'll move him. I think they could have got a little more for both him and Syndergaard, and that's where I'm disappointed. That, that was a price you paid for unloading the contract. Yeah, I, I do agree with the Syndergaard. Um, we've been saying this for a while. With Syndergaard, you need to get someone of second-round caliber back for him because you lost that second-round pick. You got the first overall pick. I don't know if that even really counts. Like, I, I don't no, know. No, I, I, he wasn't I mean, even the first overall pick in that draft, if we're honest with ourselves. Like, that guy should not have been the first overall pick in that draft. That was a complete money saver. He's not the first overall pick in that draft. The only reason he was there is because they knew they could save money. But he is not the best talent in that draft. They got a first-rounder back for him. Sure. All right. They got a first-rounder that's in the major leagues back for him. They replaced Brandon Marsh with a guy that probably ends up being like Brandon Marsh. Which is fine, you know. I'm cool. I'm cool with that, you know. And they improved at the catcher position long term. Uh, possible starting catcher next season. It'll be interesting to see what he does in the minors this year. Um, see how he catches. It's gonna be an interesting pl- platoon there in Rocket City with him and Anthony Mulrine, who I absolutely love. Um, I do agree with you though that I thought they should have gotten more for Cindergard. However, they didn't pay. They didn't pay the rest of his contract the Phillies picked up the rest of his contract on that, which is one of the reasons why they only got what they got. It's fine. I'm cool with it. It it is what it is. Like I said, I think Mickey Moniak ends up being what Brandon Marsh is a really a very good defender, probably a 240 hitter. That's going to maybe hit 10 home runs type of guy for you. Maybe a guy coming off the bench and I'm cool with that. I'm, I'm fine with it. It's a guy that you have control over for a long time. And like I said, former first overall pick. Cool with it. I know you want to, you know, asterisk that. That's fine. Um, and then Yadiel, which is how you say his name, Yadiel Sanchez, the switch hitting corner outfielder, um, big, bigger kid, I think six two, skinny, can put on a little bit of weight. Um, back end of the top thirty prospect for me, uh, actually front end of the top thirty, should I say? Front, top. Not in your top. Not in my top thirty. He's right out of my top thirty. Um, kind of an Orlando Martinez, Deshaun Knowles type of guy, which I'm okay with getting that as well. You can see what you can do develop-wise. He doesn't swing and miss a lot. He doesn't walk a lot. He might hit for a little bit of power. He fits the Angels mold. Let's not hit. Let's not walk. Let's just hit 180, and it'll be okay. I get it. I do. I do. I just wanted pieces back. Give me pieces back. Go sell some guys. And I thought they did a decently good job. Now, the Rysel Iglesias trade signals a lot more for me than what you got back. Is that fair to say? 
signals. I mean, it's very obvious what it signals, but it signals the death of this franchise. Not really. What? I I don't think it. Are you on crack? No, No. 100% signals the death of this franchise because the only reason they traded Rossell Iglesias was to save money for Shohei Otani. And Shohei Otani is going to look at this trade and say, you got worse. How am I going to stay when you got worse and you can't win 70 games in a year? So Shohei Otani is going to be a Dodger in two years because the Dodgers are going to offer him more money. He's going to be a Dodger in two years. There's a lot of things... The Angels are going to – this is what they did. They saved money for Otani. They saved 50-something million dollars this this trade deadline for Otani. And that scares me because I don't like a six-man rotation. It's fine. That's what you're building around as a six-man rotation. If you do end up getting Shohei Otani long-term, that is your DH for the next 10 years which scares me as well because you have Mike Trout that's going to be turning 40 around the same time. You have an Anthony Rendon that's going to need to get off his feet at third base. Mike Trout also needs to get off his feet in center field. Um, and you have Joe Adele left and you have Joe. Yeah, yeah, no, I I agree. You can move him to a corner position, but the older he gets, I mean, we've seen this with injuries and it, it is a little bit worrisome to me. I still think he's Mike Trout. Um, Rendon's going to need to get off his feet a little bit unless you move him to first base in a sense, which could end up happening as well if you continue seeing injuries um and Shohei Otani is going to end up having he, he needs to DH unless you can figure out him playing in the outfields for some reason and Otani's had the injury history like everybody else has I know everybody's forgotten about that because he's been healthy for a year and a half um if he hurts the arm again he can't pitch if he hurts anything else he can't hit and that scares me a lot and I get that he brings in a lot of money, and we've talked about this before. Uh, Artie Moreno is a fantastic businessman. I think we can all agree with that because I, like I said, I, I love what Artie's done business-wise, minus Los Angeles Angels. I love what he's done business-wise. He's done a fantastic job. And this is a very business. This was this is a very business move bringing Shohei, trying to bring Shohei Otani back. Now I don't know if he's going, if they're going to or not. That's the next big issue. But why would you yeah. stay? Why, why would you stay? You haven't been over 500 one time in your career as an angel. The angels haven't shown a reluctant to go over the, to go over the luxury tax for you. They haven't shown any signs of yeah. getting better. Maybe so this is so I want to stay. I, f- I feel better. I, I feel better if Artie wanted to go over any type of cap and was like the Dodgers. Cause then they could, but if they're going to stay at that 170 mark, it's very hard to build around and you haven't developed very well. I just, especially offensively, they haven't developed the last offensive guy they've actually developed is Mike Trout. Like if you want to be honest with yourselves, Mike Trout is the last offensive guy they've developed. They've gotten other guys, but I no, no really developed like David Fletcher. That's, that's a non-starter. Well, if you're, I mean, if you're talking about superstars and you're right, if you're talking about superstars, you're, if you're talking about guys who hit 30, Home runs, twenty five, thirty home runs, and you got Jared Walsh, and you have Luis Jared Reed Walsh has been really, I mean, really bad. Uh, he's been bad, but he's got. We've seen what he can do. Now, a guy comes up in his second year, not getting the pitches he got his first year. We'll see how we adjust, but he has the ability to do it. So, I wouldn't say that they have developed anybody. I would say that they have done a good enough job. Let me get agree on that. They haven't done but any. Yeah, not a good I, job. I at would all. just look at it this way though. What if they're not? I mean. You just said it, Jared, and maybe I'm wrong. I've learned a lot in in covering the Angels now for you know podcast lots for four years. And four years ago, 
we first started the show did this whole series on what we thought Evelyn was doing. And I think we've talked about that. And I do believe he had a plan and I do believe that things didn't work out that we want to. I don't think a lot of it's party, but I'm not going to presume to think I know what Perry's plan is now, but I would go and think that I don't, we've seen Artie throw money at stuff, throw money at people. We've seen Artie just go for it, but we've never seen go over the salary cap. Doesn't mean he won't. And what I mean by that is this, has there ever been a point in the last 10 years that we felt 100% sure the team was on the cusp of being a, a true blue contender? After 2016. This is 2016, yes. And this is pretty close to it, too, with what they have. This is as close as they've been in quite I, some time. I, but I would think if there's a time, because if they're going to go over the, the luxury tax, I think they won't do it until they think they've arrived. Like they're not going to do it three years ahead of time. So I'm not saying he won't go with luxury tax. I'm, I'm thinking, listen, they just, they just unloaded what I believe was a bad contract. Okay. I, and I that gives them $14 million back. They, they, they're going to retool some things, but you're getting up this contract off the books next year as well. Keep for, we, don't, we don't talk about that. There's about $50 million off the books alone, those two players. That's that a lot of money. That'll go straight to Shohei Otani. Yes. But, that, <laughs> right? so, but so that's, that's not going to make him better. But hold on, let me finish. This is what the player development part comes in. Are they, you know, and this is where, this is what, this is what Minaz is getting paid for. Is he developing the guys now that are going to be there at that, at that point? So when they, because what's he going to do? We, I think Otani has to know by next July if he feels like this team's on the cusp or not. And one more thing about that. I don't, given what Otani said, and given what the automatic thought was going to be, hey, he's, um, that they're putting the money aside for Otani. Otani's already said, I'm, I want to win. He's already basically said, listen, I'll, I'll leave if I have to. I'm pretty sure that front office has been talking with him about some of the stuff they're doing, what their plan is. It's like they've talked with, with Trout in the past. Does that mean their plan was a good plan? So I don't think it's time to panic now. I think I want to wait until the end of like December to see where their money is. Where's their money at? Where's their money going? They got rid of a bad contract today. They got their catcher of the future. If he is what we think he is, uh, but, and the catcher uh, on a club is the guy who calls your, your pitching games for 120 games a year. It's a big deal. So, I, I mean, I don't have this horrible, horrifyingly negative approach. I just think they just could have got a little bit more. I think they're getting their books ready, not just for Otani, but how do you keep Otani and pay other positions? They got to they gotta be smart, and it's going to be hard. Yeah. I, and, and here's – so not to go off on a tangent, let's actually finish it up with the Iglesias trade. I'm okay with it with the salary dump. I'm going to go back to my old ways. Nate, you kind of sold me on the closer for a little while, but I, I'm going to go back to my old ways and say that I don't 
I understand that the last three outs are the hardest to get because I used to have to try to get those last three outs and it's impossible. It's not, it's not impossible, but it's not easy. It takes a certain mindset. It takes a certain guy. And Iglesias was that guy. And I'm cool with that. They unloaded a big contract, which I'm hundred percent cool with. I'm not cool with paying relievers that amount of money, uh, whether it's Tapera, whether it's loop, anybody that amount of money because of how volatile they are. We've seen it this year. Ryan Tapera was not the guy he was last year. Aaron loop was not the guy he was for the last two, three years. And is that the Angels' fault? I don't know. I don't. I couldn't tell you whose fault that is. But I'm okay with uh, letting that contract go, um, especially since down the road, maybe his last year or two, uh, Rysel Iglesias might end up becoming a starter because he has that three-pitch mix. He's got the good changeup. If we see the velo drop, there's always that. And that's always been something that's been thrown around a little bit. Um, to go on to another tangent of – not really tangent. You look at it next year. Ohop's catching. You have Walsh at first base. You probably need to platoon him there um, or get somebody better than him because there are 15 Jared Walshes out there. Um, just in our, our, my opinion here, you need a second baseman. Uh, David Fletcher isn't that guy. Uh, I'm going to continue to say it. If the angels are starting David Fletcher, they're not a playoff team. Um, Renifo has shown that he's, has the capability of being that guy. I'd love to see him finish out the year the way he's playing right now before I award him second base, um, like I thought I, we always would. Um, they need a shortstop, desperately. You need somebody that's going to fill out that middle no, of the order. they got a pretty good shortstop right now. All right. And, uh, you need a shortstop. You have Rendon coming was back. Is that sarcasm or not? I can't tell. It was, it was sarcasm. You do not have a good short, you do not have. You don't have a shortstop. Andrew Velasquez is not that guy. He's a good sixth shortstop that you, or sixth infielder that you bring up. Uh, in a pinch, if you need it, somebody gets hurt. I'm fine with that. He's not your starting starting that's, shortstop. That's even bold for him, but yeah, that's fair. Um, you have Anthony Rendon. That's a big question mark at third base. Is he healthy? Do you need to put him at first base at some point? Can you platoon with Walsh at first base at some point? I, I, I don't know. Um, that's a question mark. Adele, how does he finish? Paying thirty million dollars to platoon. Trout, you need to figure out. Wow, you need to figure out what Trout is. He's got to stay a little bit healthier for me. Um, at the moment, we said that coming into the season, he's mm-hmm. been a little bit unhealthy. Taylor Ward has had, he had one good month. Shohei Otani is Shohei Otani. He's going to bat 250 and hit 500 home runs and pitch really well. And I'm cool with that. Max Stassi coming off the bench um, or your second catcher, whatever you want to call that. Um, like I said, you need a back, you need a backup first baseman. You need that infielder, which is probably David Fletcher. And now you have Mickey Moniak, who's possibly your fourth outfielder or somebody that you, you can bring up. He was hitting 129, man. Come on. I'm going to stick with it. That's that's Come why on. I give it a B minus. I like Mickey Moniak. Um, you have some pieces that are interesting in the minors, but are all down in double A and haven't seen triple A pitching or anything like that. You get to the starting staff, you go Otani, Sandoval, Detmers, everything else is a question mark. You need three pitchers. You need at least, you need at least one guy who's going to be a dude for you. You need, you need another Patrick Sandoval. You need another Shohei Otani. Reed Detmers has looked really good but you need to see more consistency out of him. So you need two more starters. Kai Bush is maybe a guy in there. Possibly you have a lot of – Three more starters. You need one dude and two guys that can yeah. – innings. Yeah. You go to the bullpen, you lost your closer, that's fine. You probably have Ben Joyce. That's maybe, maybe even C-Rod. Chris Rodriguez, Chase Silseth in the bullpen, along you with – You can't Aaron count on Chris there. being in there, man. As much as we all like Chris and want Chris to succeed. I know. I get it. Oh, my early. gosh. He's, he's been hurt, and that's why you put him in the pen, and you hope you get a little bit more out of him. I don't know. 
what the case is there. Bachman in the pen. You have a lot of bullpen pieces. I'm not worried about the bullpen because of how volatile it is. You don't need to go pay guys. You just need to learn how to structure, not even structure a bullpen, right? You need to learn how to use a bullpen, right? And that hasn't been used correctly at all. In fact, it'd be kind of interesting to see what Phil Nevin's bullpen usage has been like. However, they've been so bad, I don't think it really will matter, to be honest. So probably hasn't been too bad, to be honest. So... I mean, he's used Iglesias in wrong situations. So yeah. he's he's very similar to Madden the way he's he's managed the bullpen. So even if you want to say like his his bullpen management is better than Madden, it's still very similar. So yeah, he doesn't have a lot to work with. He has Aaron Loop as a seventh inning guy, which eight and a half million dollars for that guy to be a seventh inning guy is outrageous. Eight million dollars for Ryan Tapera to be an eighth inning guy is absurd. So yeah, I I think that there were other guys to move if you were going to salary dump. Uh, I think Ryan Tapera easily could have been a guy and I wouldn't have asked for anything in return. I would have been fine with the salary dump. But, but and, that's the thing, dude, you're, you're saying it, you don't want these guys, do you? No, I want to build, I want to build. If you think other teams do at this point, I, I want to see how they pitched this year. The Mets are dying for a left-handed reliever. They, they would have been able to do something. I mean, these, te- these teams are dying for relievers. Like they want relievers. So if, if you're willing to pay the, the salary for the rest of the year, Teams are interested in getting guys like that because they they need relief pitchers. But if that's the uh, if if they felt any of that particular relief pitcher, they go get them. I mean, they didn't. I mean, we've seen these guys pitch this year. They've been inconsistent as all get out for what eight mil. That's a lot of money. They too. can probably they can probably yeah they could probably find somebody else a little bit cheaper who's been more consistent this year. Possibly, I, but I mean, there I mean, there weren't a lot of left-handed relievers out there either, so the Mets might have been in a, a little bit different of a uh, option, I guess. I mean, it, it, these guys have been so in, in, inconsistent this year. It would be hard for me to imagine a front office at this point wanting to take on both salary and the player, uh, especially with whatever the Angels are asking. You know, what, it, what were the Angels asking for? We don't know. If I can't they, imagine them. What'd you say? That if they even got calls for Tapero loop. Iglesias is a different story because he's got that ninth inning experience. Tapero yeah. was good for one year, and Loop is that left-handed situational guy who I hate to agree with Nate. They may have slightly overpaid for him. I I slightly, slightly? I, one I and give, a half million max. I give the Angels credit for saying, listen, our bullpen was a major problem. We're going to pay what we got to do. We're going to do what we got to do to fix it. But the bottom line is, is it didn't work. Why didn't it work? It w- was it three guys all of a sudden just not themselves this year? Was there something else? Was the relationship between the pitching coach and the player? But all these guys you brought in, where's the consistency been when they were consistent elsewhere? That makes – I really have an organizational question there more than just the player. What makes you think that they can bring anybody else in – to be good in these situations as well. I don't know. Technically, Tapera has been what he's been his entire career. It's it's very hard to be upset with Ryan Tapera because he has been everything he has been his entire career. I think that they've been used in wrong situations. I think they were one bullpen piece away, now two bullpen pieces away, from being that really good bullpen. Loop is not a seventh-inning guy. If you look at his track record, he's always been somebody who's pitched in lower leverage situations. But he's pitched well in those situations, which has been fantastic. That's why he's had such a good ERA. They moved him into the seventh, eighth inning role, and he wasn't that guy. Uh, Ryan Tapera, you give him that seventh inning role, sixth inning role type of guy, and that's the guy he is. He's not an eighth inning guy. He's not 
and people are going to get really pissed off with Ryan Tapera here in the next couple months because he's their new closer, unless you bring up Ben Joyce, which is now a side no, thought of mine, which would be a lot of no fun. Way they do They're that. not going to. They're not going. You're going to start his clock for a 35 win team right now. It's no. They're not going. I get that. They're not going to. Um, people are going to get really pissed off at Ryan Tapera because of what he's going to do down the stretch because he's not a closer. Um, heck, I mean, I put Jimmy Herget in that role this at this point. Like I brought that up earlier in the day. Like who the Angels go to in the in the bullpen now, you know, like, dang, the angels are going to have the first overall pick draft lottery um, very, very soon because of this bullpen that's going to be misused. And there's going to be, uh, they're going to be taxed this, this whole starting staff in bullpen. It'll be very interesting to see what happens down the road. And, and I'm, I don't know, like, like I said, this is why bullpens are so volatile. Um, would I have restarted the bullpen over? I'm fine with trading Rysel Iglesias, 100%, because of the contract. You have better places to spend that money. I, I firmly agree with that. If it's Shohei Otani, that's fine. Um, it is It is what it is. I don't think you can build a team around Shohei Otani, six-man rotation, DH. I don't have to say it Not anymore. with this roster. I don't have to say it anymore. Um, I do think you can build a bullpen around Tapera being your seventh-inning guy and Loop being that sixth-inning left-handed specialist back in his role where it's not high leverage situations, but now you need an eighth inning and ninth inning guy, which you have options, but not great, not great options. So I love paying my sixth and seventh inning guys, 16 and a half million dollars. It's my favorite thing. Actually, you look at the winning teams. They do that a lot too. Actually, there's always a bullpen to be made. We say it every off season, you go and look and just done it, you know, on the bright side of it, on the bright side of it. They just spent an entire draft last year on pitchers. You're going to hit on those guys. You're going to hit on some of those guys. But the next two years, they better figure it out if they want to, if they really want it. Well, one, convince Otani to stay and two, find a way to financially make it work. I think, I we, mean, I, financially, I think they did just make it work. Well, they, they, they're going to have to. Like you mentioned it, dude, they're, at some point, when they think they're ready, they're going to have to jump in the luxury tax. There's but no it, way around it. This, ro- this roster can't win with Shohei Otani. It, it just can't. You it, have, can win, it can win with Shohei Otani. If Artie, for one year. When he sure. asterisks it, it can, they can, the Angels can win with Shohei Otani. Not long term. If, 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 if Artie Moreno goes out and spends the money, and if they can develop, if Aaron McKee is that dude. But, but not long-term. On, yes, you can. Yes, they can. Listen. You're going to look at four years from now, Mike Trout is going to be 37 years old. This guy can't stay healthy right he's now. 30, where, not, he's 30, not, he's not he Where's he going to play? Four. Yeah. Yeah. Where's he going to Where's he gonna play? That's that's my he, biggest worry he, here. He's I, got a DH. He, he, he can't play the outfield 162 games out of the year. Anthony Rendon hasn't played a healthy season yet. You, you're expecting that guy to play 145, 150 games at third base? No. He's going to need a DH. You can't do that. Those guys, you're paying $35 million for a guy to sit on the bench, you know, 35 times a year. It's unbelievable. I would say this. Those are problems that are legit, Nate, that you're bringing up. They're legitimate problems. And for that reason, I'm starting to come around on on trading Shohei. If, if they trade Shohei, your entire farm system's built in one move. You become an instant competitor. Like you know, it may take about, a year. We talked it may about take the Dodgers year. have enough, but 
you know, you, you basically rebuild your entire farm system. Um, but I also want to point this out. And you, I know that Jared heard me say this. This, the term I've always used has been organizational death. And you go outside the sport, you mentioned, um, you know, coming over from the Rams podcast, what do the Rams do? The Rams pay like three or four players, high level cash, and they develop, 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 develop. And they become among the best in any sport doing it. Now we look at Major League Baseball, the Dodgers. Why can the Dodgers get away with what they do? Because they develop, 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 develop. This is not a major league problem. This is an organizational problem from top to bottom. And if we actually are seeing a light in the tunnel there in terms of the last couple of drafts and what they've been doing, then they're on the right path. But the next two, three years, I think, are the real – before those guys get here, then what? Yeah, it's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be tough. And, and how do you convince Shohei Otani that those guys are actually going to be good when you I mean, haven't proven you that? You can't. He, I, think you have to, I think if they don't have a, an actionable plan, Nate, by like this time next year, they got to trade late. them. That's too late. I mean, no, it won't be too late. Some will, they, will, they won't get as much for him, but they'll get a good haul for him. You're only going to get two or three guys, but, but it, you can still you trade them in like, December. Is you can still trade them in December. Different. But if I'm them, I'm I'm presenting an actionable plan in front of him and Trout because if I'm thinking, well, if you're going to trade Otani, you could probably get something for Trout and just basically start all over again. No one wants to hear that. It's like there's a big bad word around here. Don't trade Trout. Don't trade this. At some point, you got to fix what's broken. What's broken isn't necessarily the major level. It's the entire organization going up. That's what's broken. And it's been broken for darn near a decade. I'm done. I, I ran in too much. All right, good. Welcome to Talking Halos. Just kidding. All right, guys. Again, just want to thank you all so much for listening to this podcast here at Talking Halos, listening to us complain a little bit. Hopefully you learned a little bit more uh, about everything, you know, I think we give a we give pretty good insight. We bring in a lot of good ideas. Um, don't forget to follow us. Check us out on all of our social medias, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. You can follow myself on Twitter, Jared underscore Tims, Derek at DC Apollo. Don't forget to go follow and listen to Rams Talk. Budding Head, no, Rams Talk, Rams Talk, right? Rams Talk, right again, but again, we're all on the same network. Gotcha. No, it's close. And don't forget to go follow Nate at Nate Green 34 Guys, thank you so much for listening and have a great rest of your day. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website 
are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.